0: Hey, you guys. I am so excited to bring you this episode today. It is a conversation with my business coach, Tay Daniels. Tay runs the Breadwinner Energy Academy, which is a program for women who want to build their first six-figure year in business. And everything I learned from her besides the financial gain of a six-figure year has been instrumental in Everything, everything I do in starting this podcast and trusting myself to make decisions and having a client experience that I'm proud of and offers that I feel confident and happy and secure in delivering to clients. Tay is incredible. Her story of leaving her job at seven months pregnant with just a couple hundred dollars to her name to starting out as a virtual assistant, building an agency, transitioning into coaching and running multiple six-figure businesses. Her story has always inspired me and really given me the belief and courage that I can be a business owner and a mom and all of these things. And also love and enjoy and savor my life in the process. So I'm so excited for you to hear from Tay. In today's episode, she talks about taking risks and embracing messy action and holding the belief in yourself and the steps that she's taken to build her successful business and the things that she teaches others to do the same too. So without further ado, I bring you Tay Daniels. Above the Bar Copy, a podcast for online business owners who want to break the rules, go beyond the normal, standard marketing trends, and create fire sales copy that not only generates leads, but leaves a larger, positive impact on the world. I'm your host, Jenny Roth. I'm an email, sales page, and website copywriter, mom to three daughters, and online business owner living in the rural Midwest. My goal for every episode is that you'll walk away with tips, ideas, and confidence to take your sales copy above the bar. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Above the Bar Coffee Podcast. I am so excited for our guest today on the show is Tay Daniels. Tay is a multi-business owning wife and mom living in the Midwest. She's the host of the Breadwinner Energy Podcast a life and business mentor for women who are ready to build a six figure business while being a full-time mom. She teaches women how to step into their CEO shoes, build unshakable confidence and get paid to be unapologetically themselves so they can have a life they not only love, but deserve. So Tay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. This isn't part of your official bio, but Tay was also my coach for a whole year. So I'm just so excited to share her with everybody.
1: Yay! I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to your audience because I know if they follow you, they have to be awesome people and women because you are a unicorn. I like to tell people you're a unicorn in our industry. Your personality in itself is just so loving and good. It's just so warm to be around you.
0: Oh, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) Thank you so (laughs) so much. When I joined your coaching program, the Academy, which we're gonna talk about today. I was really drawn to your story. It's one of the main reasons I joined Academy. And so I'll let you tell it, but your story of how you took a risk and just started your business and how you grew it to where you are today. Reading that as a mom just sitting at home with my computer in this little office, thinking like, what if I could become the breadwinner of my family with this business, even though my kids are at home, even though I have all this going on, what if I could do it? And and hearing your story, how you did that really has inspired me so much. So could you share that with our listeners, just really quick who you are, how and why you started your business and where you're at today and and why you love the work you do?
1: Absolutely, so I love that you said that because my motto has always been, I want women to look at me and say, if Tay could do it, so can I. Like I don't ever want anyone to think She's a special unicorn or she's this special person and it happened for her and it can't happen for me. I want you to know if I can come from where I came from and have what I have today, so can you. Anyone can do it. So longest story ever, short, the shortest I can make this, is that I grew up in the Midwest. I still live in the Midwest and I grew up with a single mom. She worked three jobs. We lived in a trailer. My mom did what she could to get by. And when I was 22 years old, I was pregnant and working at a nine to five job at a mental hospital. I did not like my job. It was just pretty much a little bit of money to pay bills. But at seven months pregnant, I said, you know what? I am not going back to this nine to five. I absolutely hate it. I wanna be at home with my daughter and I will do whatever it takes to do that. And so at seven months pregnant, I quit my nine to five. I had $100 to my name. I had no credit cards. I had no loans, no family handouts because they didn't have anything to hand out, let's be honest. And I was married to someone in the military at the time, and I was like, I'm just going to start my own business, and I'm going to be a virtual assistant. And back then, a lot of people didn't really know what a virtual assistant was, but I spent all of my working hours (laughs) at my 9 to 5 searching about being a virtual assistant. I just ripped the band-aid, and I was like, I'm going to do it. So two years into business, I ended up going through an abusive marriage, physically, mentally abusive, and was transitioning my business into an agency at this point, going back and forth on even going back to a nine to five, because I was like, I can barely pay bills, I've got a baby, I'm going to be a single mom. But I had to leave that situation. And so I did apply for a nine to five $40,000 a year job. And they denied me after three interviews, and I was crushed. Because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. Like, I'm a single mom now. Which was the best no I ever heard. Because six months later, I was a booked out agency. And a year after that, transitioned into coaching. And now I'm a multi-six-figure certified life and business coach. (laughs) So crazy.
0: I love that so much. One thing that I've always taken from you is to just take the risk and, Mm -hmm. and just do the thing. And I wonder, like, at that time when you started your business, being pregnant and leaving this abusive marriage. I wonder if you even knew, like, did you know, were you taking a risk? Or is that just something like kind of you're like, you know what, I'm going to do this and figure it out later. And like, as you've gone, I really feel like that motto has always stuck with me instead of being like, should I do this? What if I don't It's like just do it. And then you'll make it right if it was the wrong choice.
1: Yes. Yeah. So Back then it's strange because I'm very type A. I'm very calculated. I like to think I'm organized and I always make decisions with thought, but when it comes to my business, I'm the complete opposite. I will just take a risk. I will just jump in. I will just make a decision and execute really quickly. And like you said, if it's the right decision, it'll be right. And if it's wrong, I'll make it right. And there's no really such thing as a wrong decision because every decision you make leads you to something better. It leads you to something more. And I've learned that through business. And so back then I actually didn't look at it as a risk and I actually didn't even look at it as being scared. I just thought, you know what? I'm going to make this work. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing and I have no idea how, but me and the Google (laughs) are going to figure this out (laughs) because I refuse to go back to a nine to five. I don't know. Something in me was like, I'm just made for this. This is, this is it for me.
0: I love following that kind of inner knowing, like, I don't know exactly what or how, but not this.
1: So I'm going to go
0: over here. Yeah. Which is so powerful.
1: And life has really proved that to me over and over and over again. Every time I thought this is what my life's going to look like, or this is what my life's going to be, or this is the right timing, life showed me very quickly that I don't get to really choose and that life's going to happen the way it's meant to happen, even if it's not the way I envisioned. And so I've kind of lived by the fact that I'm going to make this choice, but the universe is going to guide me to whatever it is I'm supposed to be at some point, (laughs) whether that's the lesson or something else. But yeah, I've lived by that and it's worked.
0: (laughs) I love that. I think coming from the 9 to 5 mindset, which I come from too, when I started my business, if I put anything less than 40 hours a week in, I felt like guilty or like all these things. So you really have, you know, that mindset of, you know, you have to have that predictable paycheck and you have to have that routine and then to take this risk or come in and say, like, I want to do things differently or for me anyway, it has taken me a lot to just be okay with the unknowing and the just like jumping in and seeing what comes next. And so I'm curious, as you were building your business, like went from VA to agency to coaching, there's obviously some things you did right along the way. And so if there's somebody listening to this right now who is in your shoes as you were then trying to like build a business in the first couple of years, trying to expand into agency or coaching, what would you tell her? What are some things that you feel like you did right that if you could go back in time, you'd be like, yes, keep doing this?
1: (laughs) That's actually a great question. Because I think so many people want to know, like, what did you do wrong? So I can avoid that. And I teach you lots of the things I did wrong as much as the stuff I did right too. the things that I would say I did right was number one, execute quickly, very, very quickly. I did not sit on ideas. I did not sit on thoughts. I just executed and taking that messy action over and over and over again led me to success and quicker success. But it also led me to really trusting in myself and trusting the decisions I make and trusting that no matter what happens, I'm going to make this work. I have my own back. I'm doing the things to move the needle. Because if at the end of the day, all of this fails and crashes and burns, at least I can say I gave 100,000% to my business. And I have no guilt because I went all in versus if it were to crash and burn thinking, well, God, I wish I would have done something else. I wish I would have went harder. And I could look back today and say, for sure, if my business stopped working today, which I know it won't, (laughs) that I have no regrets because I made huge investments. I hired coaches and mentors and I freaking went all in. So if there's one thing I can tell you as a business owner, whether you're brand new or years in is to take messy action, execute quickly, don't sit on ideas, and truly, truly trust and believe in yourself to give your business 110% so you can walk away feeling no regrets.
0: I love that. One thing you always told us in Academy was trust yourself and hold the belief. And I have those written up in my board in my office here. Because that was one thing I was doing when I joined your program was spinning in that indecision mode. Like, should I hire this person? Or should I watch this thing? And then all of a sudden, it's like, Jenny, you've been spending like eight months just thinking about doing like 10 things and doing zero (laughs)
1: things. I
0: don't even realize you're doing it. And so for to have somebody like you come in and say, messy action, just do it. If it's wrong, you'll make it right. That was such Mm -hmm. permission. So life-giving for me to be able to be like, oh, I can mess up.
1: Yeah, like when you mess up, almost nobody knows you mess Mm -hmm. up only really you. But yeah, this is the thing we spend so much time using our brain power to reminisce in these thoughts and ideas and decide like, what is the perfect decision? But it takes just as much time and energy, then you could just be doing it.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. So on the flip side of that question, I asked you, so the things you did right would be messy action, executing quickly, trusting yourself being like, you know what, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna go all in and let the cards fall where they may and just trusting yourself. And so on the flip side of that, was there anything you were doing as you built your business that you look back and are like, oh yeah, that was a learning moment. I did not have to be wasting a lot of my time doing that, that maybe listeners are doing right now that they could let go of or give themselves some grace that they don't have to do it perfectly or all the time. you know?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Mostly following trends and following like what everyone else is doing in the industry at that moment versus not working on your foundations and what's going to actually set you up for success long term. Like I look back, and I'm like, God, if I just would have set myself up with a stronger foundation from the beginning, I could be where I am today. I could be working, you know, five to 10 hours a week making six figures versus spending 40 to 60 hours a week chasing trends online and all the other stuff. But one of the biggest things that I wish I would have done sooner is invest. And I kick myself for this all the time. I refused to invest in myself, invest in a coach or a mentor in the first few years. And I would invest even in small ticket courses, you know, then they would sit in my inbox and I wouldn't do them or even if I did do them, It was good information, but it was never that transformation until I decided to rip the bandaid, hire a $10,000 coach, I didn't have the money. A lot of people were like, yeah, you have the money. No, I, I didn't have the money. Actually, at that time, my husband sold his car so that I can invest in that program. But that was one of the biggest things I, I really regret because I, I know for a fact if I would have hired a mentor sooner, I would have had a bigger transformation sooner. And I don't know why I sat on this holding on to your money and not investing in yourself because it was so silly.
0: It's scary, too. I just was speaking with someone who I was like, what's one of the first things you did when you started your business? And she was like, well, very first thing I did was hire a coach.
1: I was like, oh "Oh my gosh,
0: yes. You mean you didn't struggle for three years and then hire a coach like the rest of us? So I think we're just so in that mindset of like, first I have to make this much and then I will invest
1: in myself. I think our industry too, especially like our age, we were taught to hustle and work hard. Mm -hmm. And I think we think if we hire a coach, and they gave us all the keys and then we win and we're successful. We didn't work hard for it. We didn't struggle for it. And that mentality has got to go because you're going to struggle in entrepreneurship. You're going to struggle in life. Life is 50-50. But why would you spend years struggling when you could hire someone to give you the guidance? And you'll still struggle. But I mean, you don't have to struggle for years. And I think that like weird pride ego thing, like I can figure this out on my own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely did that.
0: Yes, or like you said, it has to be hard. Otherwise, I'm not worthy of it, or whatever those thoughts are that we get, yeah.
1: is so silly yeah it is
0: (laughs) but it's so real it's so real when you think that yeah Yeah. okay so kind of unpacking this a little bit more so i think a lot of people and women in business when you start your business or you're a few years into your business there's a million things you should do right like i'm making air quotes no one can see me me (laughs) but like it's like blog collaborate podcast Pitch Instagram, but like the bottom line is as women, we are busy. We often do not have eight hours a day to sit at our desks. Like we have homes, children and lives and things we want to do. So we want to build a business around our terms and around our families. And so I know you have a method of four things to do that you should do to build a six figure business in one year. And I was curious if we could walk through those. So starting with the first thing all the way, second, third, fourth.
1: Yeah, so when I built Academy, I built it in phases and I built it in phases that you should do to build your business to six figures, organically, meaning no ads, no hey girl DMs, no team, no big team, no big audience. And through the years of running Academy, I've kind of broke it into two phases. When Jenny was there, we were still in that first phase, but now since Jenny's graduated, we kind of have two phases. So phase one, which is what Jenny's talking about, is your mindset, your brand, your offers, and then really scaling from there, which is your long-term foundation. This is what is going to get you to six figures over and over and over again. It's this baseline that you start with and then grow from. But I've also added in a second layer of this, which is going deeper into learning sales, selling, having your offers that you're selling, of course, But then also, really, just making money first because a lot of business owners are so busy in the back end of their business that they don't actually go out and make the money. And then a year goes by and they feel like, well, I've done all these great things, but I don't have a lot of money. So, with that being said, what we've decided in Academy is that there's four things you need to build a six figure business you need your mindset, you need strategy. You need execution and consistency. And those are the four pillars that we run our entire program off of. We teach you every layer of it and then we coach on it every single week for an entire year. So I really thought this out very meticulously about how to create a very quick and dirty funnel to make money and learn sales and then how to create a long-term business foundation plan that brings you money for years and years to come.
0: I love that. So starting with the mindset, Can you unpack that one a little bit more for us? If someone's building a business, I know for me, especially this is the part that I want to like skim over all the time. Like someone's like mindset and I'm like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then tell me my (laughs) strategy (laughs) because I just think I don't need it. But you do tell me more about the things that you guys work on in mindset and academy and overcome.
1: This is so good because I'm type A. So Mm -hmm. I am like go getter hustle strategy girl all day long. And I'm the same as you, right? I don't want to talk about the woo the mindset, I'm ready to get to the nitty gritty and do the thing. But through the years, what I've learned is if you do not have this mindset, this solid mindset, if you're not stepping into this next level mindset, no matter how much strategy you have, it's going to fall flat. It's never going to go beyond past what your mindset is currently at. And so that is why I start with mindset because it is so incredibly important that we're not focused on the mindset you have today. We're focused on who you're going to be in the future and then who that person is and how she makes decisions and the strategies that she uses and the lifestyle that she lives so we can build a business for her. We're building a business for this future version of you. And before you know it, you're going to be her. And I will never forget, and I still tell my students this, when Jenny was in Academy, we do something called retreats. And we do them every quarter. And I give you guys a 42-page workbook. We're together for six hours a day. And at the very beginning of the retreat, we go through who Future You is in detail. I mean, we write her out, like how she lives, all these things. When Jenny graduated, she told me she went back to her first retreat. And she went through her mindset book. And she is currently living all the things she wrote down. And I cried because that is exactly what I want my women to do in one year is to transform your entire life to be whoever you want to be. Not who I tell you to be, not who the industry tells you to be. It doesn't matter. You can be a wife and a mom and a business owner and all the things, but this matters about who you want to be. And so we break down mindset from what is holding you back? What are your limiting beliefs that stem all the way from childhood that you know, your parents told you money doesn't grow on trees, or you have to work really hard to be successful. How do we unpack that specifically to you, so that you can overcome certain areas of your own life? That's where I start with mindset, because that is, to me, the most valuable thing you can do for yourself.
0: I agree. And I didn't know that until I met you Tay. I remember doing that exercise coming in And you had us write down who you are one year from now, not just like how much money you want to make, though that was part of it, but also like, how do you want to spend your days? And I remember I wrote down like, she gets ready every morning. She wears earrings. She exercises. She makes this much a month and she does this kind of work and this is how she feels at work. It does all these things. And a year later to like read that back to myself. I'm like, oh, I do get ready every morning now. I do do my workout. I do make time for lunch with a friend every other week. Just all these other little things. It's about the money, but it was about more than that. Which feels weird to say because obviously like I do care. I don't know how to say it without sounding weird, but I do care about the money and I need money to live. But I also got to the point where I was like, and also if I have to keep always feeling like I'm going to miss a deadline because I have too much work and I'm charging too little and Saturdays I'm always sneaking into my office and also I don't want that, you know? And so I think mindset for me in Academy really helped me to kind of be like, what do you want to do and how do you want it to feel?
1: Yeah, and I think too, remembering that you're not working towards money. Nobody here is. As much as we say, we want money, we want this. What we really want is security. What we really want is to feel free. What we really want is time with our kids and our families and to travel. Money is the car that gets us there. But when we focus solely on the money and we become so obsessed with the money that we aren't actually working towards the life that we want to live and how we want to feel, nothing really happens. But when you focus on that future version of like, who you're becoming, and how you're feeling inside every single day, and then how you show up to help other people, because that's your mission in life. And you show up online with that energy of like, this is who I am. And this is what I want for my life. And this is how I want to help other people. The money just comes. And the easiest way I like to think of it is someone said this to me, and I'll never forget it. They said, Okay, if I were to tell you to go get some bread, what is the first thing you would do? Like I would go get my car and drive to the store. And she was like, oh, you wouldn't think about how much money it's gonna cost to buy the bread? And I was like, no. I was like, I would just get my car and go get the bread. Like exactly. So with your business, you should just be focusing on going after the thing you wanna go after, aka the bread, and not focused on the money that's gonna get you to the bread. The money will come, but the money doesn't come First. And I think that was my biggest realization in business is that the money doesn't come first. What comes first is the feeling and the energy and showing up for myself and being who I want to be in the future. The money came after that. That's another thing I wish I could tell my younger self too, because I was solely focused on money for so long that I was almost obsessed with it to the point that I like blocked it from even coming. And when I let that go, and then I made multi six figures, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, why couldn't I have let that go sooner? And just focus on the life that I want to live. <laughs>
0: You too. Oh, I love that. So mindset, once you have that foundation of mindset work and the goal of where you're going and who you want to be and how you want your day to day to feel, then you guys move in academy into the second part of it is strategy. And yes. so tell us more about that, what that entails.
1: Oh, we go so deep into strategy. I cover all the bases. So we do marketing, sales, community, funnels, offers, your brand, and we deep dive into all of it for the full year because those are going to be those foundational pieces that your business is built upon. So people can recognize you, your brand, how you stand out from other people, what are you known for? And I'm not talking about like your colors and your logos, I'm talking about like a deep dive into who you are and who you support how you're creating your six-figure offers, how you're selling them. Marketing is my favorite because we focus on community first, building a private community, a private space for your people versus spending lots of time and energy on social media when you've not built the back end of your business. Jenny knows this well. I always say this is you would never invite people to your home. If it wasn't built, it wasn't painted. You wouldn't have an open house for people if you had no furniture. And social media and your business work the same. Your business is your home. And if you haven't built it, your structures, your foundations, your funnels, stop going on social media, inviting people into an empty space or into a dead end space, like come to my email list, but then you don't even show up for your email list. It's like you have to build the house first. And then when you go out to market yourself and sell, you have a place to send people.
0: Yes, I love that so much. So it's all the things. It's building your offer, the strategy, the marketing of it, the brand, all of those things. I think oftentimes when we start business too, we just kind of, again, we're focused on the money. So you're saying yes to this, this, and this. You're not even really thinking about your pricing or your offer or who you want to help. And so yeah. that was so beneficial for me in Academy to take a step and be like, where are you going, right? What is your offer? Why does it matter? All those
1: things. Yeah. Yeah. And when we do your strategy, we base your strategy off those mindset pieces. So okay. if you, for you, wanted to work 10 hours and travel and be with your kids, we don't build a business model for someone who's going to work 30 to 40 hours. We build a business model that works for someone that wants to work 10 hours. And then we fill in the gaps for you specifically, because every woman that comes into Academy, Yes, we have all women. Yes, we have mostly mothers, and we're all building six-figure businesses, but every person's strategy is going to be different based on the life they want to live. And then we give you all those pieces to customize your own strategy for that life. So it is a group coaching program, but it's so much more hands on and one to one than you can ever imagine. Because again, everyone's life and business is different.
0: I love that. And then having strategy and this healthy mindset is important. But it's nothing if you're not consistently <laughs> taking yeah. the steps and executing on your plan. So how does that come into
1: play? Yeah. So what we decided to do, which I'm really excited about is one of our alumni students who graduated, we brought her in as a coach and she is one of the coaches in academy. So you get two coaches and she helps on executing and consistency, which are the second two pillars of our four part strategy. And what we focus on with her is not procrastinating, making very, very quick decisions, taking messy action, some project management, but really just doing the thing so we've decided who you are and who you're going to be we've put all the strategies in your business now it's time to do the thing it's time to really go after it and execute on it and execute on it quickly so that we can build your business because in academy 12 months is enough time to get to six figures we've known that through other students hitting that goal so if you get through the future you piece within four to six weeks we get through your strategy in 90 days you have the rest of the year to execute and be consistent with coaches and community by your side.
0: I just think there's something about having accountability when you're executing things that for me has made all the difference versus when it's just me responsible for my own asana board (laughs) (laughs) you have other people in your corner and checking in with you there's just something to be said i know we've talked a lot about like messy risk and like follow your intuition and do what you you know be this person you want to be and do what you know is right and then also there is something to be said for just consistently showing up and doing the little things like little by little it adds up right yeah
1: especially because through your business you can't think that you're never going to fall off the wagon or that life's not going to happen or that you're not going to hate your business sometimes. And so to have people in your corner who are like, Oh yeah, I've been there. Like, there's yeah. been so many times I've hated my business or wanted to start over or burnt. I have burnt it to the ground, <laughs> throw my <laughs> phone out the window or like cry <laughs> and think this is terrible. But when you have that community of women who do get it, who understand, and you have coaches and accountability people in your corner every week, even when you fall off the wagon, there's someone there to pick you up when things are hard. And that's exactly what I built this community for and this program for, because it's never easy, no matter when you're at If even when you first start when you're in multi six figures. I still have coaches and mentors because I still experience those same feelings. And there's nothing better than just having people around you that just get it.
0: Yeah, I love that. Like you said, everyone has a different goal, a different lifestyle, different uh, achievements they wanna meet and all these things. And so when women come to you, what are some of the biggest misconceptions out there that you wish that we could just all erase from our minds as women and moms about what we believe about running a business or being a breadwinner of our family? What are some of those beliefs that we have or I guess limiting beliefs that we have that you wish that we all just kind of knew it doesn't have to be this way you could actually do
1: this kind of thing. Oh my gosh, this is so good because I'm the queen of like disrupting my entire family (laughs) with breaking all generational curses and just having my own set of thoughts and beliefs that my I don't think my family was prepared for me to have. Number one is that women do not have to be in competition with each other. I think this first and foremost is the silliest thing I've ever heard. Because for me personally, when women come together and work together, we are so freaking powerful. And I truly believe that this was instilled by men mm-hmm. because that breaks women apart. And when women are apart, we're not as strong as when we're together. Because I know for a fact, women could easily run the world. First and foremost is that having women in your space is the most beneficial thing you can do. It is not competition. It is not catty. Like we are grown women, mothers, wives, running businesses. Let's do this thing together. The next thing is there is nothing wrong with you as a woman making a lot of freaking money. And I mean like more than your husband money. Like I three times my husband's income this year and I feel no shame and no guilt about it. Even though there's many men in my family who believe Women should be quiet and shouldn't talk about money openly and shouldn't make more than their husband. And if they do, it should be this secret. And I yell it from the rooftops because F that, women should do whatever they want to do. Women should make all the freaking money because women are natural caretakers and givers. And when more women and good people make more money, we do good things. So that is like a hill I will freaking die on. (laughs) I truly, truly believe that. The third thing is that women should take care of everyone else first and then themselves. And I think this is a crock of shit that I'm still working on actively because I have always felt like as a wife and a mother, it is my job to make sure the household runs and that the kids are taken care of and that my husband's taken care of. But if you don't fill your cup, then nothing runs right. And so I like to think of it as a vase. If you fill your own vase with water, naturally it will pour over into everyone else. But if you continue to tip your vase over to fill everyone else's cup, you'll never be full. And we all know when mama's not happy, nobody's happy. Mm -hmm. And so in order for your kids to be happy and healthy and your family to run well and for you to feel good and your business to run good, you have to fill your own cup, whatever that looks like to you. And I tell my students. I don't care if that means three times a week you sit on the patio and drink a margarita. Like if that's the way that you fill your cup, do it. But every week you should be doing something for yourself. And I'm not talking about like your husband keeps the kids while you run to the grocery store or take a shower, like your basic human needs. No, I'm talking about like book that massage or like book a trip or buy yourself that outfit you've been thinking about. Eat the cheesecake, drink the wine. Like it's fine who cares, do something for yourself every week, celebrate yourself and truly do things that fill your own cup, not because other people think you should. Like if you could just take that away from this whole episode, that (laughs) will game change your life. Because as a wife and mother and business owner, we're running thin sometimes we're freaking tired, but take care of yourself first.
0: Oh, I love all of that. That's another huge thing I've learned from you too is you can celebrate yourself every week or every day or or whatever that looks like. And it can be like the trip, the massage. And also if you're just starting out in your business or money is tight or you have a lot of little kids, whatever it is, And also, you always told us, like, you can celebrate yourself no matter where you are. So you can read a book in bed and listen to the rain. You can play music in your kitchen. You always told us there's so many ways you can take time to celebrate yourself. And for me, that's been one of the most important things I learned to do in academy because I was not doing that before. And it's crazy the difference.
1: Yeah. Like just normalizing all the wins that you do. Like as a wife, mother, and business owner, I guarantee that every single day you're kicking ass in some way or another. And other women are probably wishing they knew what you were doing, but you're too busy saying to yourself, like, it's not enough. It's not good enough. And I'm sure it's more than good enough. And you're not appreciating that about yourself. And like really take time for yourself to be like, wow, look at me. Like I'm awesome. (laughs)
0: i agree <laughs> oh, i love that okay i think our listeners would be curious to know so you're a multi six figure business owner you have an agency a coaching company that you run so could you take us really quickly through a typical day in your life or week in your life like where do you spend your time how often do you work what are you working on what are some important parts of your routine that you really feel are instrumental in, in your success and your happiness all of that
1: this is really really good because nobody asks this When I was not yet to six figures, I always wanted to know, like, what do six-figure business owners do with their day-to-day life? It's weird because my life is so different now. So even two, three years ago, I was working 40 to 60-hour weeks. So my days were very, very different. But my days and weeks now are awesome. Like, I feel like I'm living my dream life. So I don't work on Thursdays and Fridays thursdays are for like emergency only type things and fridays are like non-negotiable i do not work on fridays so thursday friday saturday sunday i'm off so i work three days a week which is new for me jenny knows and academy when she was in i worked way more than that I worked like five days a week so monday through wednesday are my work days so mondays are team meetings ceo days and then i meet with my academy students monday through wednesday i also do one hour of boxer coaching with our academy girls or if i have private clients i check in with them I check in with the agency clients. And then Tuesdays, I coach a different program that's currently closed. So I won't talk about it because it's not important. It's closed. But that will be filled with other things in the future as that program comes to a close. And then on Wednesdays, I do like fun interviews. I meet with other people, kind of just odds and ends things to tie up my week. But I wake up every morning between 5 and 6 a.m. And I do my skincare routine and I make myself some coffee. And if my child's awake, which sometimes she is, that's her like quiet TV time. She's kind of grumpy in the morning. I wouldn't say kind of. She's grumpy in the morning. I'm more <laughs> like a go-getter person. So that's like her quiet time because you don't want to like poke the bear. So she'll just chill in her bed and watch a little bit of TV. I'll drink my coffee, make some breakfast for us. And then I will jump into my office between seven and 8am because I love to get everything done in the morning. And then I will work through my meetings and my day and between like seven to 8am to about one to 2pm. That's my work day, meaning I'll do emails, I'll check in with the team, I'll do anything that needs to be done. I'll do meetings, I'll coach. But through there, I do breakfast, I have lunch, I'm hanging out with my daughter, It's not like I'm not consistently in my office. Sometimes we'll go get breakfast. Sometimes we'll go get Chick-fil-A. Sometimes we'll get Starbucks. Sometimes we'll go to Target. So yeah, five to 10 hour work weeks, pretty chill, I would say. I'm also pregnant. So I've scaled it way back, but then I'm also homeschooling my daughter. So we have dedicated our downstairs basement as a school room. I've set it up as a little school room and we're doing homeschool a few times a week. She's in kindergarten. So we're just getting started. It's pretty fun. But yeah, I feel like I'm truly living the dream. Like I kind of just do my work. I do what moves the needle and make money. And I hang out with my community and I hang out with my students and then I get to live my life. And I finally feel like I've built a life first business where I get to choose every day and week what that looks like. I took my first vacation last year for the first time, took like the most time off in my business I've ever taken off. So I took a two week vacation and then five months later, I took another two week vacation and I'm ready to take another one. (laughs) So it's just cool to know that like those hard work hours, the hours you're putting in and dedicating now will truly pay off because even a year ago when Jenny was in my program, I was working four days a week and I'm working three and three is a good fit for me too, because I feel like I really love working and I really enjoy working, but I also really love just living my life. So it's like a perfect balance of the two.
0: It's Incredible. Could I ask a follow-up question? I wonder if people are curious to know, how big is your team?
1: That's a great question. So with agency, we've really, really scaled it back because I'm trying and attempting to retire my agency and just do all into coaching. So agency on that side, it's like two people. It's very, very small. My coaching business has me, our other assistant coach, and then I have a social media and marketing team. So the photographer flies in, she does our photos. Then we have an editor, we have a social media manager, they have a copywriter. It's all built into one team, but it's just for social media. So that doesn't include like my emails or any other copy, like just Instagram, TikTok. So I've got them and then I've got my assistant And then Jenny at one time was our email copywriter. I know we're like throwing her back in at some point next year. I think we've got a few things that Jenny and I are secretly working on that we (laughs) can't tell you about yet. But I would say for a team as of right now, I mean, like six people, like it's very, very small team. And I prefer it that way because I like to be very hands-on in my business and I like to run the show. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. I am that type A person, but I know everyone there has their own expertise and fit. Uh, we have, have an, an accountant too, but sometimes we'll pull in contractors depending on what we're working on to build funnels or website or whatever. But I like to keep it pretty small, a very small overhead and keep it simple. Business does not have to be extravagant or hard or elaborate to make a lot of money.
0: I love that. Follow-up question to that would be too, I'm just curious, is there any like one or two or three things you're doing right now, whether that's a tool or and maybe you told us already in your routine that you're doing or using right now that's just working really, really well for you that you'd want to share with other people.
1: That's a great question, too. You have so many good questions. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I would say what's working well is having my own coach and mentor and therapist, like my own set of people to go to, prioritizing life first, prioritizing the person that I want to be, the life that I want to live. Because like I said, you know, a year ago, I wanted to work less and now I am here a year later, working three days a week. So really prioritizing that life first, that has been huge for me. I wouldn't say there's really like tools online that I actually enjoy anymore. I mean, I love Kajabi, but I got rid of HoneyBook. I like have really scaled down because there's not a lot of platforms I truly enjoy. Mm -hmm. Kajabi and Airtable have been like my ride or dies. So tool wise, that's it. And then really focusing on listening to podcasts really like mind training my brain listening to things that are empowering being mindful of what i will consume has been huge limiting how much i consume online because it can be very toxic to your life and relying on the team members that i do have that they're an expert of their own thing and just like allowing them to be that expert they are and not even stepping my foot into it unless they ask me to because i don't need to have my hands in all the pots
0: yeah, so good. Oh, thank you so much. I've loved getting to catch up with you and sharing more about the Academy with everybody. And I'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Before you go, I always want to ask people three quick questions just to get to know you better. So okay. yeah. up for it. So what is your favorite book?
1: Oh my gosh. It's just hard because I love books. Like I'm a huge reader. I want to have a library one day in my future home. I'm looking behind me at some of the books I have. So Untamed, Glennon Doyle, one of my favorites. It is not really a business book. It is mindset type book. One of the best, but I would say probably my all time favorite is You're a Badass at Making Money. I read it like five times. I tell everybody about it. It's just so good to train your mind about money, no matter if you're a business owner or not. I think that's the one. I think You're a Badass at Making Money is my fave.
0: I also love that book.
1: Oh, cool. Okay. So <laughs> your favorite sandwich. <laughs> Ooh, I love this. So I am pregnant, as I said, and that's like a thing. You're not supposed to have lunch meat. My doctor okay. approved it. So she approved, that's fine. And now there's a listeria outbreak. So I am so upset because I love sandwiches. My favorite sandwich of all time is from Jersey Mike's. I think it is like the best sandwich shop ever, but it is a BLT, but it has no lettuce or tomato because I don't like lettuce and tomatoes. So it's just like a turkey and cheese with bacon and mayo and pickles and oil and vinegar.
0: It's like you kept all the good parts of the BLT that we all actually want to eat and took out the rest
1: the healthy parts. Exactly.
0: At last, what is your favorite place on earth?
1: Oh my gosh. I absolutely love the beach. I travel there as much as humanly possible because I live not close to a beach at all. <laughs> um, Allie's Beach is like my, my hidden favorite gym of Florida. I just visited there in May. It's a private beach right past further down than Destin. It's between Destin and Panama City in Florida. And it is the most widest sand, blue water, serene place ever. All the houses and buildings are like white, beautiful brick. It's like a little Italy. And it is my favorite place on earth. And I also haven't left the United States ever. So Italy would probably be like my favorite place on earth if I've <laughs> actually been or like Milan. But for now it's Florida. <laughs> oh,
0: That beach sounds incredible. I love that. Well, thank you so much again for being here. Can you tell listeners where they can find you? Um, Social media, website, all the places before we let you go.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so glad to have been here today. You can find me on Instagram at it's Tay Daniels underscore LLC. And that's really the main place you can find me. I do have a website. It'll be the link in my bio, but I would love for you guys to come over and chat with me. I'm the one that answers my DMs. So come talk to me and tell me what you loved most about our episode, what you love most about Jenny, (laughs) Um, because she's an awesome human. But yeah, come over to Instagram and let's just be friends.
0: Awesome. And we'll link to that in the show notes too. Thank you so much, Tay.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this
0: episode of Above the Bar Copy. Every month, I draw one winner who will get a free audit on a piece of copy of your choice. An email funnel, a sales page, a website page, you name it. I'll walk through it and send you a full video audit on the piece along with a Google Doc full of copy notes and suggestions you can implement. To enter this copy audit giveaway, leave a five-star positive review on the show and email me a screenshot of your review so I have your name and email and can notify you if you want. You can send that to hello at jennyrothcopyrighty.com.